It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. And it is time for your weekly Grape Encounter. It is the last Grape Encounter before Christmas. And then we'll be doing, after Christmas, a best of, which I am looking forward to picking out some of my favorite segments from the past year. But before we do that, I am welcoming to the show my very favorite guest. And I have to call him very favorite guest because I've had him on more than anybody else in the history of Grape Encounters. 12 years. I don't know how many times he's been on with me, but it's always a hoot. It's always a show that people flock to. He's my buddy, Wes Hagen. And Wes, I'm going to start by just welcoming you, but I've got a lot to say about you today. And Wes, welcome to Grape Encounters. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, David. Ever since 12 years ago, I think I was the second guest after Keith Sarloos. I just had Keith Sarloos on my show, The Punchdown Interview. And man, what a great guy. And it's fantastic that we've actually connected not only through you and your connection with him, but I can't tell you how many people I meet. They say, oh, are you the guy that's all the time on David Wilson's uh, Grape Encounters radio? I said, yes, yes, David. We love to listen to it. So thank you so much to everyone who listens, to everyone who supports wine and who continues to listen to these wonderful wine shows to keep the few people that can't travel in the wine industry uh, in a job so we can continue educating you and exciting you about this wonderful world of wine. I always like to have a purpose when I have you on. And usually when I call you, Wes, it's because I'm in a conundrum. There's something that is way beyond my pay grade and I got to call in the A-team, which is you. And my conundrum, it's really actually been for months now, is this concept of the new normal. And everybody uses that term, the new normal, as if where we are today is where we're going to be for eternity. And I will not accept that, especially where wine is concerned. And so I turn to the ambassador of the Miller family of wines, Wes Hagen, who is also a great winemaker. And you're making the wine for one of the brands, Jay Wilkes. But just give me a kind of a rundown of all of the projects that are under your umbrella. Sure. So I uh, was promoted at the end of about the middle of this year. So I'm not the official winemaker for Jay Wilkes anymore, but I am part of the winemaking team. So now I am the consulting winemaker for the Miller Family Wine Company. So that includes our uh, original uh, core four brands, which is Jay Wilkes, Barrel Burner, 
uh, Ballard Lane and Smashberry. And then we've just added uh, at least three new labels, um, a Butternut, uh, which is Rosé, Cabernet, uh, Chardonnay as well um, as uh, Pinot Noir. And we're also making uh, a beautiful uh, Cabernet from Napa called uh, Volunteer. Uh, and then we also have uh, another label called Humble Pie. So those are the seven brands right now that I'm sort of juggling trying to promote in the market, um, do some virtual tasting, some wine education, and just keep, get, keep everyone very excited about these wonderful brands from the Miller Family Wine Company. Unfortunately, you can't travel right now, or I guess maybe just in very select ways, but that has got to be incredibly uncomfortable for somebody who is used to being on the road all the time. Well, it's a huge change, but one thing that I've loved about it is uh, traditionally I spend about 200 to 250 days a year on the road. Uh, this year, since March 12th, I have not slept in my bed, which is a pretty crazy thing to say for someone who is traveling so much. I am finding a certain amount of domestic bliss. I'm finding new ways to um, listen to my wife for uh, longer than a few (laughs) days when I'm home in between trips. I'm learning what uh, being part of a household for 250 days in a row uh, actually means we're getting stuff done. We're doing projects. uh, We're really enjoying our time together. So one thing I've learned from this whole thing is maybe I was traveling a little too much and I didn't have um, as much roots at home. And uh, it turns out, I think I enjoy drinking wine at home as much as I enjoy drinking wine on the road, except I sure do miss all that regional cuisine. Kansas City, I'm looking at your barbecue. Austin, looking at your barbecue. Um, you know, everywhere from, you know, New Hampshire all the way down to, uh, you know, Connecticut and uh, Boston. I'm looking at your seafood, um, oh, you know, man. Seattle. I'm looking at your salmon. So, I mean, I miss taking these beautiful wines all around the country and tasting all the beautiful food, doing winemaker dinners and presenting in, in uh, tasting rooms and uh, wine shops all over the United States. So um, I don't know what the new normal is. Um, and I agree with you that uh, instead of relying on the new normal and letting the new normal wag the dog that is us, we should be the dog and the exactly. tail should be whatever we create. We should create a new uh, a new that, world. That, as, uh, that, as is, we put this together. that is exactly what I was hoping to hear from you. Exactly. Because I think that we are settling into something that we should not settle into. And we are becoming complacent about living this lifestyle that was created by COVID. And yes, I understand we have to be safe. And yes, I understand that we probably have to isolate. We have to do all these things to wipe out this virus. But what we don't have to do is settle for a substandard lifestyle that separates us from things that we really love because that's what keeps us sane. And I want to devote a good portion of this show to that goal, which is to get beyond this space that we're in right now. Stop calling it the new normal because life is a work in progress right now and we don't know what it's going to look like six months from now or a year from now. So it's best that we live right now in the present knowing that we have a lot more control than we thought that we did. And we've got to get beyond these stopgap things that we're doing to kind of make life seem palatable. Does that make sense? It does. It's going to require some things that Americans aren't huge fans of, patience, creativity, and getting ourselves out of pattern. Um, the one thing that makes us all feel comfortable in a situation like this when we're in our house is we get into patterns. Those patterns may be 
focusing on work. Those patterns may be focusing in on our spouses or our kids or their education. It might go negative and it might uh, end up, you know, doing things that are unhealthy for us. There's good patterns. I found the happiest that I've been during quarantine and lockdown is when I engage in almost daily routine of exercise, yeah. tracking what I was eating, um, having fun rules like on Friday night and on Sunday night, we order food out and we spread it out and we have a glass of wine and we pretend we're out into the world. And I totally agree with you. We don't have to put up with feeling like life is on hold, but at the same time, how important this is to be incredibly careful. I think what we're seeing is this incredible intention, this positive intention of trying to be back in the world is putting ourselves back in. Everyone wanted Turkey with their family and neighbors. Boom. Now we've got 3,000 deaths a day. So obviously, we have to balance the changes between how do we stay sane? How do we get into the world? How do we interact with people? How do we rebuild this world without paying off and wasting the equity we've built in the last eight to nine months of doing the right thing? I'm not going to do eight to nine months of being locked down yeah. and then just go out into the world willy nilly without a mask on. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, that that is that is so incredibly true. That, you know, we are we are invested in this right now. And if we can be the good soldiers for a bit longer, uh, we can have a much better life and much more access to the things that we really care about. But that being said, we do have some restrictions. And so, Wes, you and I are going to redefine the new normal, or at least we're going to throw it out on its ear. And let's try to get to a place where we have something to look forward to and where we're actually having some fun. So you good with that? Hey, let's start looking at quarter three. Let's start looking at quarter four and see if we can put together some events. And find out how we can how we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to dig a little deeper, and I've got uh, lots of things that I want to share today. I know that you do as well. We're talking to Wes Hagen, brand ambassador at the Miller Family of Wines, a winemaker. He's an author. He's an educator. And by the way, his resume is something that I'm going to tackle next when we come back with more grape encounters and my very special guest, Wes Hagen. Many wine enthusiasts describe wine as a kind of time machine that can transport you to the place and time it was created without leaving home. Whether you're sipping a Sangiovese from Italy or a German Riesling, tasting is traveling. That being said, Total Wine & More is like the world's biggest airport. With more than 8,000 wines from every corner of the world in their stores, you can be incredibly adventurous and savor every journey. Plus, you can do all of your shopping online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order at your local store or curbside for the ultimate in safe shopping. There's always more in store at Total Wine and More. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia... Her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Garya into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, walnuts and wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, 
free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under 10 Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. Encounters Radio, talking about the new normal, and we are going to throw the new normal out on its ear because I'm not accepting that this is what normal is, and my very special guest today is somebody that is anything but normal. He is Wes Hagen. He is so well known in the wine industry because he has brought so much to the world of wine, and Wes, it's been 12 years now, and I we've talked about so many subjects, but this is kind of a sensitive subject because we want to do the right thing, but at the same time, a lot of us are just fed up. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. All right. So, by the way, Wes, you know, over the years, I have introduced you in similar ways each time you're on the show. I, I tell people that you're an author, a winemaker, a teacher, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. I always call you uh, the consummate renaissance man. But I decided that I was going to do something fun where you're concerned because you and I the other day were talking about wine descriptions. That's another thing that I'm really fed up with. And part of getting rid of the new normal is getting sensible about the way that we talk about wine. Tell us what you think about the way reviews are written and what we really ought to be doing. Well, about 1.1 million wines released in the world every year, which means if you tasted a wine every 23 seconds, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, you would be able to taste about 90% of the wine. Now, a lot of those wines that used to be produced, especially before 2008, were horrific in quality. There was a lot of bad juice, bad wine right. being circulated through the markets. That just isn't true anymore. Almost all the wines on the market shelf these days, you can almost blindly go in and grab a bottle of wine from $5 to $500 and find something delicious about it. So I think these wine critics used to have to write these gimmicky little uh, tasting notes, blackberry, blueberry, strawberry, baking spice, you know, all that good stuff to get people to understand what the wine kind of looked like and to give a qualitative assessment of the wine. I think now, because there's so much good wine in the market, those kind of notes aren't necessarily uh, important. 
And I think we have to start looking at have those notes jump the shark in the sense that they become so fantastic, so odd using references of fruits that I've never heard of after 25 years in the wine industry. A Dawson plum. What's a Dawson plum? Black (laughs) cherry as opposed to Bing cherry. I mean, let's talk about wine in a way that makes sense. In fact, let's stop talking about wine altogether. Let's get vaccinated, get healthy, and let's get back to table where a bottle of wine is an investment to keep us together for an extra hour every day. And the people that are in our life, let's make it two hours a day. Where are we going until we're back? Well, the thing is, is that right now we're obviously drinking a lot more wine at home than we ever did before. You have to choose your wine very carefully because we're all on very tight budgets. A lot of people have lost their job. They want to continue to drink wine, but you got to be very careful about what you purchase because you need to make your money count. And so we rely on these descriptions to lead us to things that we will really love. And I think that a lot of wine writers do an incredible disservice to people because they speak in a language that they probably understand kind of, sort of, at least uh, Mm. they understand each other, but it doesn't do the consumer any good. And I think it's just a a terrible thing. I've got uh, some examples here for you. Would you like to hear a few? Oh, I would absolutely love this because this is what I'm talking about. This writer, and I'm just jumping in, says, I loathe tasting this blind because it always teases you with its laconic nature, waits for you to deliver your scores, and then bursts open. The 2008 did exactly that, prompting several scowls from the audience. Initially, the nose is very closed, but it eventually opens to reveal lovely aromas of beeswax, wet wool, dried pear, and honeycomb. The palate is similarly dumb at first, but it unfurls with a delicate citrus entry, a carefully planned crescendo of dried pineapple, lanolin, and spice with hints of hazelnut on the finish. Anyway, <laughs> that's I can go on with that one. That's actually kind of a tame one. Well, let me do one more. The 2015 Cabernet Sauvignon charges from the gate, full-bodied, concentrated, and downright explosive in the mouth. It is still wearing loads of gorgeous puppy fat fruit flavors, offering suggestions of the complex, multi-layered blockbuster that it will emerge into. The structure deserves its own mention, wonderful, seamless freshness, and oh-so-fine pixelated tannins with an extraordinary persistence of fruit and mineral nuances. I I sure wish uh, your listeners could have seen how many times my brow furrowed listening to that note. But uh, man, if, you know, the one thing that always gets me thirsty is the idea of tasting puppy fat. (coughs) Oh, baby, that puppy fat. What, you know, what more (laughs) can you ask for? Now, I use baby fat all the time to talk about the extract in a wine, the youthfulness of a wine that sort of sheds over time to allow a wine to show its mature face. And maybe I'm um, I'm guilty of doing these same sort of analogies that don't seem to draw me to the glass. Here's the deal. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to talk about wet wool and beeswax, I get it. I'm a wine geek. Uh, I've had old, complex, white Rhone wines, old Viognier, Roussan, Marsan, that have a little bit of that beeswax unctuousness. And, but, you know, I raised sheep, and when it rained, we would take a vacation because I'll tell you what, <laughs> wet wool is not a smell no. I want to find in my house. <laughs> um, so, again, the key to me is what does the note do? 
The question is, why a tasting note, right? Why? Why? The idea is, uh, as a wine professional, I want to make a note that will let a consumer know if the style of the wine is going to match the style that they love to drink. So I don't think blackberry, blueberry, strawberry is going to get them there. Is it medium bodied? Is it heavy bodied? You know, what does it feel like in the mouth? What would it match with? What are its overwhelming sort of flavor profiles? I would prefer red berry fruits to raspberry, huckleberry, etc. So I think we can write a tasting note that attempts to build a bridge between my palate and the potential palate of someone uh, drinking it. But I think if we take it too far, it becomes a joke and it never entices people to do what it's supposed to do, which is to get people to buy that wine, put it in their glass, to enjoy it, and to agree that the note led them to something that seems accurate. And it's not just that they make reference to things that don't seem very appetizing. They make it so complicated for the person who's trying to absorb all of this. There's a point where you just put down the book and you walk away. And anyway, what I'm going to do, Wes, we're going to come back in just a second. What I'm going to do is I'm going to demonstrate why we should simplify by introducing you the way some of these people write wine reviews. <laughs> I'm worried. I stayed up late for this one. We're going to be back with Wes Hagen, my good buddy, one of the most interesting and educated and informative people in the wine business. He is the one who travels the world on behalf of the Miller family of wines, though he's grounded right now, but that doesn't mean that he's silenced. We will be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. We like to talk about... Wine. Did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of Grape Encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show. Like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at GrapeEncounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please, don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at GrapeEncounters.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, 
you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. Back with Grape Encounters Radio, and my guest today is somebody that I have introduced more than any other person on this show. That is because I turn to him with all kinds of conundrums that I, I need him to help me out with. He is just a fountain of knowledge where wine and really a lot of other things is concerned. He's Wes Hagen. Uh, brand ambassador for the Miller family of wines. He makes wine there as well at Jay Wilkes, though that's changing just a little bit, and uh, travels the world talking wine in a way that we can understand it. And Wes, that's something that I really appreciate about you is the fact that you never, ever talk over anybody's head, no matter how little they may know about wine. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you. I, ever since you said explosive puppy fat in the last segment, I can't get it out of my mind. So, um, yes, I'm going to be integrating the term explosive puppy fat into all my new notes because I don't think that talks over anybody's head. Because how many people have not seen explosive puppy fat before? <laughs> I have an image that comes to mind when I had this six-month-old golden retriever named Wally. And right after Easter, we had some leftover duck. And my parents were feeding my little puppy all this duck fat, right? Well, oh. he exploded. He splattered every wall. <laughs> Just, it was terrible. That's as close as I come to explosive puppy fat. Yes. No, that's that's also pre-pancreatitis. So let's keep that fat away from our, our poor yeah, pet no, dog. No, I, le I learned my lesson. Well, the reason that I'm talking about this on a show that is, you know, largely focused on trying to get rid of this new normal thing and stop making so many compromises, we're going to live life the way life is good, bad, or indifferent, and we have the power to change it. So one of the things that I really feel very strongly about is that when you choose wine, make it a fun exercise and read a lot of reviews where wine is concerned. Don't be sucked into just one because you would be amazed if you read like, say, five different reviews on the same wine, you'll get something from each one of them and then make your decision. Or better yet, find somebody like Wes Hagen who will describe something in terms that you can appreciate and understand and trust. Trust. Because people are at home. They're spending hard-earned money. Our budgets are really, really diminished right now. And so we need to do a better job of this. And Wes, I'm going to read you a little bit about yourself as if written by a pretentious wine writer. What do you think about that? 
Well, I think what you just said makes a lot of sense and that life is a lot like wine. It's easy to get into a rut. And if you want to get out of these ruts, you, you got to do what you know. my wife and I have been doing is try to say, let's do a thing. And then we talk about what we haven't done in a long time, what's safe, walk in the neighborhood, go out to a park that's not heavily thing. So the same way that we're getting out and doing a thing to make ourselves feel like we're living a life uh, during, during COVID, uh, I think you need to do the same thing with wine. You know, with those million wines in the world, what haven't you tasted? What haven't you done? Have some fun. Get out of the Cabernet, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir thing. I make all three, Thank so you. keep drinking some. And, but at the same time, it's got to be, have you had a Gruner Veltliner recently? Have you had a nice dry Riesling? How about some Chenin Blanc from South Africa? Right. How about mixing it up? So variety is the spice of life. Yeah, and you know, our national sponsor is Total Wine and More. And if you go on a website like that, and I'm not just saying Total Wine, but just go to a website like that, there is so much content there. And a lot of that content generated by everyday regular people who love wine, they have opinions that you can trust. But when it gets pretentious, it gets awful. It is revolting for some people. And so Wes, I wrote uh, kind of an introduction to Wes Hagen as if I were a pretentious wine writer. Are you ready? I, I think I am. Hit All me, right. baby. And, and I the, feel like this, I'm like roast me on Reddit. And, and the whole point of this, by the way, is to say this is something that we want to change and let's get away from this and get real. Okay, so here we go. Wes Hagen is the guardian of lesser known truths. Truths that hurt like a deep tissue massage performed by an Olympic champion wrestler named Sven who drinks more raw eggs than water each day. He is equal parts hippie, philosopher, soothsayer, and Nobel laureate, with a little Yoda and Bob Marley thrown in for good measure. He brings to the world what salt brings to the rim of a margarita glass. People come to feast at his table of wisdom, yet even though they will eventually find themselves devilishly overstuffed, they will nonetheless fill their doggy bags with anything that might be left on the seemingly hodgepodge array of platters and chafing dishes. His child-of-nature exterior diffuses any expectation of pretentiousness, but every sentence is intentionally unintentional. And when he pauses, he rarely pauses. The anticipation evokes images from the scene in the black-and-white movie where our hero pulls the pin from the grenade with his teeth, yet clutches onto the handle the way an oyster protects its pearl. He may replace that pin in time, or simply toss it into a snake pit of misinformation. What draws people to Wes is his uncanny ability to make sense out of chaos. He delights in untangling the handiwork of a hundred unsupervised kittens high on catnip in a yarn shop the way we mere mortals take a twist tie off a store-bought loaf of bread. Oh, I could go on, but it would only give Wes more to deny. And we're too anxious to enjoy the ride, the way we did at the amusement park the first time we rose above the red line that determines whether we stay behind with a parent or ride. Filled with adrenaline and cotton candy. There you have it. Yeah, Nobel Prize worthy. Um, you forgot <laughs> that he has a brain as loose as Wally's movement after duck fat. But <laughs> no, I would say that that's, that's, that's hyperbolic um, to a hyperbolic level. But I, I will take it. My wife was walking by and heard and, and said, don't feed the monkey's ego. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it all day. And you forgot to add 88 points. 
88 points. Wes Hagen, 88 points. Because, <laughs> of course, if we can judge wine on a 100-point scale, 88 points means, you know, you're, you're doing a pretty good job with life, Wes, but you can really try harder. 88 points, come on, throw in some new, a little bit more new French oak on that. Wes, I think I would rather draw a correlation between you and the movie Spinal Tap, and I would give you a 111 score. Oh, no. You know, perfection is so boring. And, and, you know, things that go to 11, wines that go to 11 are not my thing. Um, I would actually find in a wine magazine, I'd probably prefer an 89-point wine to a 95-point wine because the 89-point wine is going to be balanced and elegant. And generally, a 95-point wine is going to be just a a monument uh, to concentration and ripeness. And that's probably why all my life I always wanted to date the girls next door as opposed to the girl that all the guys were hot for because it's just too good is always too good to be true. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's a good idea and a good point that, you know, don't go for the perfect score. Go for the wine that is aspiring to be a perfect wine but knows it still has room to grow. Is that about right? Yeah, it has personality. I like to taste something with a sense of place, and wines that get those high scores are generally uh, so ripe. All the flavor has been homogenized right out of it. It just tastes like every other big, that is, super rich, super ripe Napa Cab. That advice is worth the price of admission, really. That really is great advice, but got to take a break for a second. We've got Wes Hagen on today. He is the ambassador to the Miller family of wines, a key winemaker there, and his role is changing just a little bit, but he is done everything from authoring AVAs to teaching at a university, uh, you name it, he's done it. He's my go-to guy, and I appreciate him so much. And I'm glad that he's a part of my life during this really, really complicated and sometimes ugly time. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. This is the time of year when leaves and wardrobes aren't the only thing that change color. Wine preferences tend to darken up. Cold, crisp whites are already making way for fall favorites like Pinot Noir and luscious California Zin. Tropically tinted New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs won't migrate south just yet, and rosés will also remain resilient well into turkey time. But folks like me who've enjoyed lighter fare in the backyard all summer will venture out and take a cab almost everywhere we go. Now there's no doubt about this fall phenomenon. It's a time when wine enthusiasts get more adventurous and try things outside of their comfort zone. And if your comfort zone could use a little reimagination, let the experts at Total Wine & More show you just how much adventure there is to discover among their inventory of 8,000 or more wines in every store. You can still enjoy their legendary customer experience in-store or make an evening of exploring the world of wine from the comfort of your cozy couch. Load up your shopping cart, stop by the store, and Total Wine will rush your order to curbside. Once you immerse yourself into an online Total Wine discovery mission, you'll quickly fall in love with the incomparable wines you can access so easily and affordably. See what I mean at TotalWine.com. If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, 
a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine and More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. If you are sitting home and feeling miserable because you're basically your wings have been clipped because because of COVID, I'm going to tell you stop and let's reevaluate things together because you could be having a whole lot of fun right now and and be anticipating some wondrous things that are just around the corner for you. But you have to decide to do that and don't let anybody tell you that this is the new normal. There's nothing normal about it and every day is independent of the next. It is up to you to incorporate things in your life that that make you happy. And one person who knows how to be happy more than just about anybody I know is Wes Hagen. And um, Wes is with the Miller family of wines. But I met him when he was the winemaker at Clo Pepe in the Santa Rita Hills of the Central Coast of California. And Wes, a lot has changed for you now. Just one more time, if you could just run down what's under your umbrella. Sure. So I uh, help the winemaking team uh, do final blends and go out into the market and support and do any winemaking support they would need, which generally they don't need a lot because we have such an amazing winemaking team with Jonathan Nagy at the helm. But the Miller Family Wines does uh, barrel burner wine, sort of Napa style at Tasso pricing. We do Ballard Lane, which are great by the glass, 12 to $15 bottles of Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Cabernet, Zinfandel. Then we also do Jay Wilkes based on Pinot Blanc, Chardonnay, and Pinot Noir from Santa Maria Valley, as well as Cabernet Zin and some other grapes from Paso Robles Highlands District. Uh, and then, of course, we have Smashberry, which is a fun, uh, dry, wonderfully fruity wine. We do a rosé and a red blend. And then we have butternut wines, both in cans and in bottles. Chardonnay is the famous one. And then we have uh, Humble Pie and the Volunteer. So seven different labels and 30 or 40 different wines at any given time that I really have to have my head wrapped around. So if I'm asked any question about production, how to match it with food, 
or to get people excited about these wines, boom, that's exactly what we do. And one thing to really mention here is the fact that even though an awful lot of us cannot even go to wineries right now, certainly in California, things are really, really closed up for the most part. So you can't have those experiences that you were used to having. But everything at the wineries is moving forward as it always does. So COVID has not stopped winemaking. COVID has not lowered the quality of wine. People are working and they're making great wines. And even though we've had things like fires and other disasters, in addition to COVID, my understanding is the wines this year will be very good or the wines from grapes grown this year will be very good. Your take on it, Wes? Well, my take on 2020 is the fruit. It was amazing down in Santa Barbara and Paso Robles. No smoke damage. A lot of that fruit and a lot of our uh, finished bulk wine is going to go up to Napa Sonoma to help supplement their uh, harvest and their difficulties with those fires. Love what got to give respect to Cal Fire for all, everything that they yeah, did. But yeah. really, I think 2020, small crops, small berries, amazing intensity, beautiful wines that I think will... Uh, show a lot more beautiful than the year itself. That's so good to hear. And I've been hearing that all around. Let's put the rubber to the road here for a second, because I want to let people know that right now, right now, you should be planning your wine trips. You should be doing it right now because actually there has never, ever, ever been a better time to be thinking about traveling. And I understand, no, you don't want to fly right now, but let's be thinking even as uh, as soon as July or August. I've looked at the enormous list of really great food and wine festivals like uh, the Epcot International Festival um in August and uh, all the way to November, the Charleston Wine Festival that goes on. Well, that's the beginning of March, but I think that's going to get moved back. Um, Austin, uh, Texas has a food and wine festival. Actually, really, you know what? Almost every major city does. And theirs, by the way, is in November. There's just a ton of them. Also in November, the San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. But right now, you can book travel for those months. And I'm not kidding. Literally pennies on the dollar. Pennies on the dollar. There's a, a site that you can subscribe to, which is Scott's Travel. And they will send you bulletins every day of places that you can book travel to. And it could be Spain. It could be San Diego. It could be any place. And if you jump on those deals, you can lock them in. Sometimes for Europe, less than $300, Wes. Can you imagine? Wow. That's amazing. You know, and I'm starting to think of like Kapalua wine and food out, you know, basically on Maui, the oldest food and wine festival on the planet that brings in Michelin star chefs. It's one of the greatest wine events. It's not inexpensive, but you know, either is Kapalua, but it is an amazing event. I'm thinking about Snowmass, Colorado, which is sort of Aspen wine and food being sort of the ultimate, you know, sort of Colorado wine experience. Snowmass is a little bit more grounded and earthy, and that happens sort of in uh, the September kind of time frame. So quarter three, which I think is going to be reasonable if we all get vaccinated and wear some masks and, and work on this stuff. I think San Diego Bay, as you said, is generally, uh, if you're a wine professional, you can also look at SOMCON. Um, the sommelier convention, which is yeah. right before the San Diego Bay. So you could go down and take a couple classes at SOMCON, hang out in San Diego, one of the most fun cities in the world. Uh, and by then, you know, maybe even, uh, you know, SeaWorld will probably be open and the aquariums will all be shiny. Uh, and, uh, you can go to the zoo and do all those wonderful things that uh, that San Diego yeah. uh, is is ready for. And, and let's also think about Vegas because Vegas is really sucking wind right now. And I've got a lot of friends in hospitality in Vegas that are really looking forward to seeing Americans come back and really 
really uh, sort of embrace uh, embrace right. that culture. Book your travel now. You know, you probably have taken a horrible financial hit, and so your resources are a lot less than they would normally be. But the great news is, is that you can book the airfare at just ridiculously reduced rates if you book it now, and they're generally refundable. Secondly, uh, hotels are going for a fraction of what they would normally go for because the hoteliers are trying to seal a better fate for themselves in 2021. We want to support the artisans that are making those wines and the growers that are growing them. That is very, very well put. You would be a lot happier if you gave yourself something to look forward to. Hey, Wes, thank you so much for being on. I sure appreciate you. I appreciate the listeners. And I uh, look forward to seeing you after Christmas, or at least uh, you hearing me after Christmas. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. And we'll be back here next week. Wes, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I do appreciate everything that you do for me and everything you do for wine, David. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you all later. This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. When Total Wine and More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at this same time next week for another Grape Encounter. Grape Encounter.